Hey, yo, what's good, everybody? Welcome back to your favorite new podcast. It's your boy, Keith B. This is episode seven of F Your Feelings. This is a statement that's actually a question about faith, family, fatherhood, friendship, and everything in between. Um, I'm here with my boys again, David and Mike. Mike and David, how y'all doing today? What's good? How everybody doing, man? I'm feeling nice, bro. I'm happy nice. to be here like Prince Akeem. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay, bet. So yeah, man. Hey, once again, just want to give a shout out to all our listeners. Appreciate y'all tuning in. Um, man, episode seven was our benchmark. Like that was the that was the mark that we was trying to hit. Um, Mike would religiously tell me most podcasts either don't make it to episode seven because they implode or you know they either get shut down. So it seems like for us, neither has happened. So. We're going to say God is good and everything has been uh, ordained for us to be here. So, amen. Amen. <laughs> amen. <laughs> Excellent, man. Excellent. So, um, so because episode seven was our benchmark, you know, we're, we're really going to have just a random open discussion. Normally we have selected topics, but uh, today we'll keep it wide open. But I know the hot topic is, um, you know, as of, as of late, obviously with the... Uh, COVID, COVID's been a thing for over a year now, so I can't say it's just COVID, but just the the, the take as, you know, we move towards uh, society opening back up, people going back into the to the workforce, back into uh, brick and mortar. And um, just, I don't know, man, like I, I, I already felt like the country was divided based off of, you know, things leading up to the election and even things that happened after the election. But it seems like this virus, you know, especially with um, the the variants, um, seems to even be creating a greater divide amongst our even our own community. Um, and then we were just talking about that before we uh, started recording. But you know, Mike and David, kind of share your thoughts on it, man. I mean, you know, wh- wh- where are y'all at with it? Um, Mike, go ahead, man. Because I, I, I really want to hear what you brothers got to say on this one. Well, I, I say I start from the beginning. Um, Keith made an excellent point about the divide. I think that a topic often glazed over is a divide within our own particular families. I can't lie to you. You know, I've had this on this struggle within myself. Sometimes it's really challenging when you see people that you love and care about make decisions based upon political affiliations over everything else and for me personally just watching this process has been something that I never expected to happen where you see family member against family member who share common blood common kinship common everything people who've worshiped alongside each other in church for years and now all of a sudden have quote-unquote picked the side and now it seems like people just double and triple and quadruple down that you can no longer get back to that place of logic. Am I talking about people I'm related to by blood? Yes. Am I talking about people I'm related to by kinship and, and friendship and, and, and faith and all these things? Yes. So this topic is very personal to me. You know, situations where half your family watches this news station or half your family watches this news station or another part of your family is like, I don't watch the news at all. Mm. And then I think the biggest thing for me is, when you get on the socials and you get on some of the bigger sites and you see the amount of content that's shared and what people are sharing, 
My biggest thing for me as a person is always ask people, can you make your point without disparaging someone else? And that's that's the lens that I look at a lot of posts. You know, I'll just say it. This isn't just about the vax. This isn't just about Trump or Biden or whoever it is you like. It's not even about that. The focus that I have is on the relationships that are fractured within our own families and communities. You know, I I don't care who you like, who you love. That's your business. That's your right. You're an American or maybe you're whatever country you're from. That doesn't matter to me. But that's what I care about. A lot of the focus that I personally took for me in this podcast is to talk about mental health. And I'm not going to lie to you. Over the last year and a half, sometimes I get anxiety when talking to certain people because I'm like, man, I'm trying my best to just listen and love on you. But you are making it extremely hard. You're making it hard because what you're saying is not rooted in anything you taught me to believe. It's not rooted in logic. It's not rooted in fact. And I can't tell you the number of times that I'm just like, man, I don't care who you like. That's your business. But we're talking about how that affects us as people, how it affects you, how it affects me, how it affects kids, grandkids, nieces and nephews. This is what I'm talking about. So, like, I get on the social and 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 we talked about socials, I think, in episode one. But I, I saw a post a few minutes ago and I read the post through the lens of. Is this is this point being made without disparaging someone else? And the post went along the lines of, if you blank, then you blank. And I'm like, why can't the person just make their statement, leave it, and move on? I know I was a little bit everywhere, but I'll come back around. That's good. That's good. Um, Because I'll be be very honest and transparent. Like, even within our family, Mm -hmm. um, it's it's just been a, a, a huge point of friction. And it's not between me and my wife, but just the outer influences of um, of the family. And for me, to be totally honest with you, I, I say it all the time. It's like um, if you choose to or if you choose not to, it doesn't give me an excuse to be a butthole in any type of situation. Right. It doesn't give me an excuse to cut off the relationship or the ties um, because of my fears and because um, my misunderstanding or misinformation of how you're dealing with or processing this because you everybody's not going to process this whole thing the same and that's just clear but my thing is is understanding where you are and helping you come through whatever friction points that you have with getting the vaccine and me being a me jumping down your throat saying I can't talk to you um, giving you attitude or being being um, condescending or being an a-hole about it is not going to make the situation better. Um, and that's 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 the, the the kicker to me because, like you say, you have people that you love, like really close to you, like heavy chest piece type people that really affects the way that, like for me, really affects the way that my family moves and the way that my family operates. So now for me, it's more so how do I pray about all of this and sidestep the bull, but still operate in love and get everybody somewhat back on the same sheet of music and realize that, okay, 
the BS got to be be cut off. Let's cut the fat and keep the meat and eat from there and deal with each other from, from that standpoint in a place of love. Yeah. I mean, um, wow. That's a, a, that's a lot to unpack. Um, everything that both of you just said, um, you know, I, I, I agree with, I think for me, it's tough, right? Because, um, my stance has always been, you got to meet the situation where you're at. Um, everybody's not going to be where you are. And so all we can do is really be respectful of one another. And my thing is don't, don't try to impose your will onto someone else. Right. Like, I mean, you could have separate views, you could have separate stances on the, on the matter, but as long as we're respectful of each other's opinion, um, we can still, you know, live amongst each other and, and walk together, you know, maybe not walk together, but, but you get what I'm saying. Right. Um, I think, I think some of my issues come when, like you said, like, and for me, it's always spiritual, right? Like it's always, you know, it, it you know, m- most of us say it's a vibe, right? Like, like, like it's right. something in the air. It's something in the environment where you can feel tension, that's, you know, just being generated through, you know, nonverbal communication. And that's and, and when you think about it in itself, it sounds crazy, right? Like, how can you how can you generate tension just from walking into a room? But based off of your body language and your posture and, and, and how um, you come off on the situation, like I could I could walk into a room where everyone in that room isn't, let's say um, they're not for the vaccine. Right. Or they're not for wearing a mask. And I come in wearing a mask. <laughs> instantly there's tension. You feel me? Absolutely. You know, instantly. Like it's almost like uh, you know, I mean, it's it's you know, and, and we felt it as 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 black people. Like, you know, you ever I'm sure there's always there's been a uh, a situation where you walk in a room and immediately you notice you're the only one and everyone else notices that you're the only one. And even though they don't ask the question they definitely uh, give off the body language as if like, you know, why the hell are you here? Right. You know, right. so, you know, um, and again, man, I mean, and and I, I try to remember that, you know, and to keep that in context when I'm looking at other people like, you know, who are protesting about, you know, anti-vaccine and, and not, you know, wanting to be safe and wear a mask in public, you know, regardless of the variant. I mean, again, like at least from my personal belief on the on the thing is that I I wear a mask not necessarily to protect myself, but to protect someone else's Correct. family and household. You feel me? Correct. Um, I got vaccinated because I want to protect, you know, my family and my friends' family and you know the people in my community. I don't want to be part of, um, you know someone you know be another person that helps spread the virus so that's that that's my take but then again like i said not everybody is there with it and and to me that's okay as long as we're respectful right you know um i know mike you mentioned like you know if if, if an organization says hey you know in order to receive service from us in order to step into my establishment excuse me you have to wear a mask that shouldn't be an issue 
You know what I'm saying? Like, because at the end of the day, we're all Americans. We all have free will in this country. It's up to you whether you want to continue through those doors and walk into that establishment Absolutely. or you stay your ass at home. I mean, it, again, <laughs> meet it, agree. meet it where you're at. Right. Totally you, agree. Yeah. You got to meet it where you're at. So, um, and, 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 and again, like, you know, but, but to, to stand in, in front of that establishment and protest and demand that the owner or the organization, you know, allow you to, you know, basically impose your will onto their, you know, establishment. Yeah, no, nah, dude, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not for that, bro. I mean, that's, you know, I'm all for the first amendment, you know, but I know, I know David can attest the second amendment is real. You know what I'm saying? Hey, and like, hey. <laughs> you know, that, that, that second amendment comes in when you overstep your boundaries of the first. So, absolutely, absolutely. Um, yeah, man. So that's, that's kind of my, my take on it. So. And that's, that's my other part, man, is, I, I, it almost feels like there is a line there. It's it's something about where I'll speak within the Christian community. You know, I don't know if everybody knows that that's that that's our background as a collective on our podcast. So we're going to speak from that perspective of someone that's a part of this faith. So it feels like a lot of the people who have an issue or the boisterous ones are the extreme Christians. <laughs> and I hate to draw the line at religion. I'll give a real life example. The way I feel about the situation is, is like Keith said, I, I, I feel that do what you want to do, be respectful of other people. But I feel like a lot of the people within our Christian community are the ones that are very disrespectful. And mm. for example, one of, um, one of, my, one of my friends, you know, his he doesn't have a religious affiliation, which is cool. Cool cat. You know, he and I, we chop it up about everything. He told me personally, you know, he said the vaccine is not his situation. I said, well, cool, you know, bet. But when he's out and about, he makes sure he reads the rules and, and uh, around businesses and establishments. When he comes to the job, the job say mask up. Boom, you mask up. If the business you're going to says mask up, boom, you mask up or whatever the rules and the, whatever the rules are, he abides by it. Why? Because that's a personal decision he made for himself, not a decision that he wants to make for everybody else. And I said, I respect that. But on the flip side, you know, you I, there you have other people who are like, well, you know what? I got this vax. I'm good. And I'm going to go back to wilding. If I get it, I get it. If I share it, I share it. But you people told me to get the vax. I got the vax. And I don't care no more. I'm not wearing no mask. I'm not abiding by nothing. Uh, straight up. I had, guy had a meltdown on the socials one day about this. <laughs> like, like, seriously, I, I've seen this with my own eyes. Wow. But bring it. I mean, bro, that's that's a uh, uh, shout out to my people in Atlanta. If we got any listeners in Atlanta, that's three quarters of Atlanta. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hands down. You know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> hey, but that's the thing, man. I, I, I don't care if you don't believe in it. I don't care about any of those things. What I do care about is we, we brag about freedom. We brag about choice. But you're taking the choice away from me. 
Right. You know, right. I'm thinking about the people who have autoimmune diseases. I sat down with somebody who has an autoimmune disease and they sat and just, you know, they didn't have to explain to me what they chose or why they didn't choose it. But somebody sat me down. They were like, they had autoimmune disease. They've reached out to this doctor, that doctor and this doctor. And then they're going to sit and make a decision that's best for themselves. And that's the thing. Correct. Correct. That is, the, and that's what should happen, though. I, that's like how it should rock, right? I respect Period. that. I can respect yeah. that. Everything is not for everybody. I totally understand that. But the thing that just gets me is the people that are loud and wrong. And I think, I think that is where, <laughs> that is where I draw my line. So sometimes I sit and listen, you know, because um, I, I, I think at this point we've all been able to disseminate what are reasonable sources of information. You know, johnnycomelately.com is not a good source of, of any type of information. Right, right. You know, you're asking people, you're asking Joe Blow from the gas station, hey, man, what do you think? Oh, man, you know, lots and lots of people are saying that uh, if you get this, you'll get a microchip in your arm and all, all kind of stuff. Anyway. <laughs> but I say that the to, I, I say man, that to any topic, cool. man, any topic. The whole point of freedom is being able to choose. And I think when you rob someone of choice, you're moving their freedom. And back to what Keith said, when we're talking from a business standpoint, the business, the purpose of business is to make money. The commodity of business is the dollar. So if you to maximize your profits and decrease your losses, you have to, one, protect your employees and protect your cash base. I'm not referring to people as people. I'm referring to them as the cash base right now because a business is not a person. A business is an entity. So if you were to look at it that way, it would make more sense. Whatever store that you love to shop at, they have a mandate. Why do they have a mandate? They don't give a crap about who you voted for or who you like or who you love. We need to maximize these profits. Absolutely. I can't let my employees die and I can't let my money base die. That's the bottom line. So I guess my thing is, when did everything get so doggone personal? Like, why is it all personal? Everybody acts like it's a, it's a tack on them. It's like it's like somebody spit in their face. Oh, man, somebody imposing this is spitting on my face. Bro, it's not spitting in your face. Spitting in your face is spitting in your face. Telling you to do what a private business is asking you to do is not. Oh, but then, then the other one is, oh, well, the government this, the government that. Listen, I know people like to believe that personal responsibility is personal for everybody, but a lot of people aren't responsible. If you don't believe me, why do we work? Why? Why? For example, I'll give a real one. Dave, you, you you about my age. So, you know, when I was a baby, you did not have to put a baby in a car seat. It was optional. Thanks. I sat down with my mom and she was like, yeah, when I was a baby, when you was a baby, I had a car seat, but we didn't have to. I just wanted one. Yeah. What? Optional. <laughs> so you ask yourself. The people who talk crazy on the internet, are they older or younger than you? If they're older than you, they might not have been in the car seat either. Uh, man, I, I, I'm with you. I'm, I'm with you 100. I'm with you 110 percent. Um, it's, it, my thing is it, 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 it really uh, it really breaks my heart. The fact that a matter of where the church is with all of this, to be very honest with you, because you have. Um, you have a sector that's that's out there. Like it's your fault if you catch it. 
Um, I ain't even praying for you because it's your fault. You ain't get the vaccine or whatever. Um, and then you got this other side that's, that has the vaccine um, and they still wilding. They, like you say, they still doing what they want to do. And, um, and it's different. And it just seems like a huge discourse between the, ter- the, the, discourse between the tight folks, like the the people that are close, like church, like family. Um and now for me, like the people in the streets gonna do what the people in the streets do. Like they gonna holler about somebody some of their their um freedoms being taken taken away. They gonna always do that. You know, that's that's just what it is. They gotta have something to say. But my my biggest my biggest thing is um like the church, it's like, wow. Like, how did we get so far away from the characteristics of Christ to the point where we like, I don't even want to pray for you if you don't get a vaccine? Or family members stop talking to each other because one somebody decided not to get the vaccine. Yeah. Bro. That blows my mind, bro. I saw I saw two articles this week. I saw an article that said, would Jesus wear a mask? And the other one that said, would Jesus want you to carry a vaccine passport? (laughs) And what I wanted to respond with is one, you need to take my Lord's name out of your mouth. (laughs) But that's not right. But back to what you said, man, is how do we get back to love? The greatest commandment, the, the Lord says, the greatest commandment is to love the, your neighbor as you love yourself. Cool. How how do we get back to that? How do we get past all the all the, all the confusion? How do we Absolutely. get past that? We're a solutions oriented podcast. Hmm. You know exactly like because God say I'm not the author of confusion, right? You know what I'm saying? Straight up. And it's just so much confusion and so many distractions. You know, first it was black and white Mm -hmm. color. Then it's Democrat or Republican. Mm -hmm. Now it's vaccine, not vaccine. Mm -hmm. And all of this is messed up in the church. And it's like, where is is the leaders? Where are those that they say that we're going to push the word of, of of Christ, that we're going to push his characteristics and his agenda instead of our own, our own stuff. You know, because like, truth be told, if we talk about it, what would Christ do? Christ had all kind of, the 12 disciples was all, all of hodgepodge mixed. I promise some would have been vaccine, some wouldn't have had the vaccine. Peter, I bet you he wouldn't have got it. Peter cussing and doing everything else he wanted to do. Fighting and doing all of it. Like, bro, he was there all in. You are. You know what I'm saying? Like, for real. You know what I'm saying? It's true. Like, bro, but still, it was just that that, that, that camaraderie between them and, and, and the emphasis of love and how do we come under this same umbrella to showing the characteristics of Christ. Yeah, man. I mean, again, in my opinion, um, I think you got to take a step back, right? So, like, I, once again, I'm, I'm, I, I feel like the issue is spiritual, right? I mean, yeah. David just gave the, uh, the the short synopsis of how it started. It started with 
a pandemic that forced us to all be stuck inside to watch the news and witness the blatant racism that occurs in America. Then it transitioned into, like you said, politics, and now it's it's, it's the virus again, um, mainly with you know vaccinations. And so you know, the the uh, the, the 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 story has different characters in each iteration, but it's still the same plot. Right. right. So again, I'm I'm at the point where like I, I still feel like it's something spiritual that's in the air. Um some something or someone wants us divided, right? I mean what what's the saying? Divide and conquer. Yeah, right? absolutely. Absolutely. It's, it's way easier to take down a kingdom when they're divided, right? Absolutely. I mean, and, and you know what's insane? Like, you know, you're looking at the news and things happen across seas and the Taliban coming back into power in Afghanistan and, you know, Russia, you know, they've been wilding for a minute. China been wilding for a minute and they watching America slowly tear each other apart. And it's like, once again, divide and conquer. Right. right like, right. you know, too, too strong to attack head on. So what we're going to do is make them implode from the inside. Right. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. Again, it, it you have to have a, a level of um, awareness to be able to acknowledge and see what's going on around you. Take a step back from it, right? Like, I'm not saying ignore it, right? You, nobody can ignore COVID. Like, this shit is happening. But <laughs> you feel me? In a big way. In a like big way, real. right? But, but, but for a moment, take a step back and really think about... Um, what's what's at stake right and if you do that and you get back to the basics that's where i think that the word of god which is basically a a a, a, a pushes the notion of love loving one another right like like love can enter into the room if we can just take a step back from from the issues at hand and and see that Hey, this is this is splitting us up. This is dividing us. You know, um, another example I, I, I would say is like, you, like, like we're all married, right? So you know, as, as married as married men, you know, you're taught to protect your house, protect your your, your kingdom. Don't let anyone intrude and, and and break up your household, right? Um, regardless of what it may be, and you know what's funny is people sometimes it may come in through infidelity sometimes it, it it may happen through an instance where um i don't know uh, a family member is you know asking for money or, or whatnot and it causes an argument like you know there's different ways uh different tactics that satan uses to to, to blow up um you know the the uh the institution of marriage and so i'm i'm saying the same thing in regards to our country and our society like someone is orchestrating and using COVID, politics, racism to exploit the 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 the, the essentially the um the weak points of, of our country, right? Like like, you know, I mean free will is, is what we're based off of, right? But what happens when free will becomes detrimental to to society, mm-hmm. right? Like Absolutely. not wearing a mask, you know, and stopping the spread of of, of a vaccine. Um, you know, racism, racism is a poison that's been in, 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 in the, in the soil of America since America was even created. 
Um, again, like someone has orchestrated, you know, these events to exploit these things and cause a rift between us until we're able to, you know, come to some sort of, um, I don't know, some sort of a resolution that I'm not saying everyone has to accept, but at least can we all say that, hey, we want everybody to embrace the 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 the, the Walgreens uh, uh, slogan, uh, you know, happy and healthy, right? You feel me? Right. Like like like, don't you want to be happy? You want to be healthy? Like you want your household to be good? Okay, let's agree on something, and then we can we can build, you know, in whatever direction each one of us needs to go. But let's not be oppositions to one to one another. Let's somehow come together. Uh, make some compromises and and, and form a, a solution that can work for everyone. And I know that, that what I'm talking is basically a damn near a utopia, um, which, <laughs> you know, probably will never happen, you know, except for the movie Pay It Forward. Um, but nevertheless, like, you know, we got to try, right? You, you got to, you got to make some steps forward. Um, you know, and, and any progress is great progress, Right. But to not try, to me, I mean, that's that's what the enemy wants. You know, he wants us to be stagnant. He wants us to sit on the sideline and just, you know, give up because it just makes it easier for him to move in and take over. I, I, honestly, though, bro, if, if, if we really look at it, you know, um, just historically, historically and in, in how our country have never really dealt with um, it's wounds and it's sores. So anytime you have a sickness, say cancer, that you don't deal with, then guess what? It continues to eat away slowly until you end up with a huge problem. So if we go back and look at all the things, just the way everything was set up and planned, um, and you speak about Afghanistan, um, in all these years, and all the, the strategic planning of pulling out, and then you just last year you started pulling significant pieces away from it without a a, a concrete plan and without dealing with the problem, the issue. Like, of course, we came, we we been lighting everything that we the seriousness, of course. But the core piece of it, of those that help in these situations, we promised them pieces that we didn't have a concrete plan. And we began to pull out before prematurely. Right. So anytime you have situations like that, then guess what? You have what you have right now. A crap show. Mm-hmm. You have, you have a, you have a, a sore literally imploding. And if we're not careful and if we don't get our minds wrapped around what's going on as, 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 as a spiritual community first, um, then you have the same thing going on in the church. And if you have that going on in the church, it said not only the church in the mosque, in the synagogues, if you have all of that, then, Who's in here with the right mind? Right. Who's dealing with this on a balanced mindset? 
that's the that's the thing. Somebody being wise enough to be like, hey, look, it's screwed up. Got it. Let's come up with a plan. Just put your mask on. No, I don't want to wear my mask because you're stepping on my freedoms. It's a god doggone mask. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm not taking away your freedom to breathe. It's, I'm actually helping you keep your family safe and, and you helping keep my family safe. This is sort of like a win-win if we really look at it. But just a twisted piece of not dealing with our stuff. And that's that's... Not even just the country. People don't want to deal with they junk. Straight up. They don't want to be accountable to nothing. At all. And that's that's the problem. We've got a selfish generation now where it's me, 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 I, 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 my, my, my. While everybody else could be dying and suffering, they will not care. Yep. And that's the problem. That's the huge problem. It's like, no, have some compassion for the man next next to you. Yep. <laughs> if, if 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 it's gonna help him, be like, it, throw my mask on, man. Like, no big deal. That's gonna if if we all gonna be okay with that, straight. I'm not not even talking about getting a vaccine, cause I care less about it. Wash your hands. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you know, those I mean, simple your, pieces, bro. To your point, man, I mean, that that requires empathy, right? And that's something that I feel like society is really lacking. So um, hopefully one day we can we can move back towards uh, that, that benchmark of, of being, you know, caring about each other, caring about your neighbor. But um, but yeah, man, I mean, it's 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 a new day. Uh, you know, we're, we're learning it to. Uh, you know, maneuver through what society has turned into. How, but, um, but how do we how do we get back? How do we get back to that point of 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 empathy, of um, of caring? That point of um, thinking about situations in collective um, collective social um, building. Amongst groups again. I can answer that. You, oh, go ahead, Keith. Yeah, go ahead, Mike. I was gonna. No, go ahead. I was gonna say. I think. I think one of the things that helps is when people have common shared experiences. I'll give you an example. I remember that mm. in two thousand one, there things were very turbulent. You know, in America, there were a lot of uh, just just a lot of craziness. And then I promise you, for a strong two weeks after nine eleven, everybody acted like an American. Yes, sir. Remember? Yes, sir. And and I and I think because it was a common shared uh interest, belief, goal, that's how it happened. For example, um when the stats first came out about COVID, you know, 99% of people, well, this is the thing. America has what 360 to 80 million people. So mm. People are telling me that it's okay to lose 3.8 million. That's okay. <laughs> right. I mean, it's just 1%. That's nothing, right? As long as it's not your family. That's where it hits. It was cool until it was your mama or your mima or your papa mm-hmm. or, your, or your child or your wife right. or, or, you know, or, or husband or spouse or friend or, or, or mentor or pastor, 
or bishop or priest or you know, it, it could be anyone. So any any person that had a significance in your life, it could be your coworker that you've worked with every day for 35 years. You know, it it could be that person that you go to, that you see at the grocery store or whenever you're at the park. You know, that person's always at the park. You know, it could it could be anyone. The person that drives the bus, you know, your your dentist, your doctor, your dance instructor. It could be anyone. You know, it's something that makes an impact on you. I have read so many articles and and like like David said, we're not just talking about vaccine, no vaccine, not not worried about that. We're talking about humans being humans, how to display and show empathy. When you have a shared experience with someone, and, I, and I'll say this, this is one thing that I learned, not one thing. This is one. This is a cool thing that I learned about sports. I like to I like to see how sports networks portray things. ESPN is very, very good about trying their best to keep their network apolitical. I don't know if you've noticed that when anybody, when they step too far out of that realm, they get them out of here. No matter where you're, wherever your belief slides, they don't last that long. <laughs> but I will say this, there is only one, one issue that they go hard for that people seemingly agree on. And you know what that issue is? It's cancer. We all agree cancer sucks. That's the one topic that we all agree on. Cancer sucks. It, it, there's no rhyme. There's no reason on who it attacks and, and why they're chosen. But we all agree that it sucks, right? I don't know anybody who disagrees with that statement. And that is why they, they, they're able to talk about it. We could talk about any other illness or any other thing in this country. We could talk about public transportation. We could talk about housing. We could talk about wage disparity. We could talk about, you know, rights for different protective classes of groups. We can talk about people who don't feel protected. We could talk about STDs, STIs. Everybody's going to say, well, you know, you, there's, there's a well or a bud or, or, or what about? Something. But, what did they do? Right. What did they do? You know. But when it's time to talk about cancer, we all get on board. Yeah. So and, and that's the thing that's sad about people as a whole. Why does it take something tragic or something, you know, a, a tragic shared event for us to say, man, you know what? You're not that bad after all. You all right. Maybe we should take five minutes and just talk to each other as people instead of these preconceived notions about someone else. Absolutely. You know, oh man, Absolutely. your kids are at school having a good time. That's awesome, man. Little Johnny said, said something, you know, little Johnny said he always has a great time when he sees little whoever. Yeah, that's cool. So 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 I think that's that's how we get there. Common shared experiences. But people have to be open to them. But in our country, because I can only speak from, from this country, because this is the country I'm in, it, it appears that we only want to bond over tragedy. We can't even we can't even bond over sports. If the Super Bowl came <laughs> on right now, it, it could be whoever versus whoever. Somebody mad because their team's not in there. Yeah, we, we can't we can't even even within our faith we got a thousand denominations. <laughs> I can tell you personally, Amen. you know, I, I can tell you the truth. I can think of like five churches who only started because they fell out with somebody at another one. So they were like, Absolutely. man, I fell out with her so or him. I'm going to go start my own thing. And they did. Yeah. I believe it. So, so that, yeah. so that I, I'm not saying it's improbable. I'm not saying it's impossible. But it goes back to what Keith said. If you look at it from a spiritual lens, there has to be more to this. 
things that I've learned over the years when you look at different faiths, a lot of the faiths have common stories. Yeah. You know, a, a, a flood story, some type of savior story, some type of ending story. So so I'm just I'm just saying I don't think that is a coincidence. People may not agree on who each who or what, you know, is represented as, you know, the head or, or, or whatever you want to describe it. But there are a lot of commonalities. And for me, the biggest commonality I see among all the faiths is love. Yeah, absolutely. That's that. Uh, that's that's that key. That's that key. To be very honest with you, um, and the ability to be touched, Ooh, the ability, you know, what I'm saying, to have a heart. That's 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 the the ability to be touched and and, and understand where, like, like even even Christ, like he died for my sins. That man, that 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 messed me up. Like he didn't deserve all that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He deserves none of that. That's 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 my mess. That's when me being me, uh, right there. So, I and honestly, man, like I'm, I'm I'm just this this whole piece is is really big for me because, um, just the lack of people being able to be touched and, and and people being able to to have empathy, to look at a situation and be like, you know what, man, like for real, that probably that could have been me. You know, um, especially with this piece with COVID, because with no rhyme or reason, you know, healthy checking out of here, young checking out, old checking out. Um, it's not discriminating at all. No. So, you know what I'm saying? Vaccine, vaccine checking out, non-vax checking out. So the fact of the matter is, is being able to look at someone and be like, you know what, man, no matter what, you know, the situation, that could have been me. That really, that really could have been me. You know, in, in especially in these these times, man. I saw a story the other day. This one really hit my heart. It, it really, it made me feel. Um, it was a young man. He was a a young a young police officer. Uh, three children. He and his fiance were about to get married. He died the day before the wedding. Mm. That made me sad, man. Mm. You know, because yeah. I, I, I yeah. you know, as a person who is married, I think about the joy that I felt on that day. Big facts. And and that's something Big that facts. he will never experience. And and, and and I think that's one of the things back to keep talking about empathy. You know, even on the socials, I follow accounts that they don't focus on the politics. They don't focus on the uh the 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 nuance what they focus on is the lives lost they focus on humanizing those numbers giving those numbers purpose you know give me give me a name give me something about that person because that person's one life is valid that person's one life matters absolutely absolutely and and i never ever want to get to the point where I hear a story and, and hear that someone passed and and it doesn't at least make me think. I don't want it to not bother me at all. Back to what David was talking about, watching the, the Afghani people, it really hurt my heart to see some of the things that were happening over there. I saw a video today. I, I had to click away because it was, it was gruesome. I saw the after effects of the bombing. Bro, I didn't realize what I was watching until it was too late. And I was like, yo, I got to click away from this. 
I haven't even seen. You don't want to like, see. I can't. I can't. I can't watch stuff like you that. You don't want to see. It. I didn't want to see. I it. can't. I can't. But at, at, but but seeing it just it's it's supposed to touch you. You know when yeah. when you allow yeah. your heart to be opened when you're at a traffic light or when you're walking and you see someone that's homeless and struggling going through something. It's supposed to make you feel. It's supposed it's to supposed hit you. Supposed to, and that's that's the crazy part about it, though, bro. Like, what point did we get to? Where do we miss it to where we see people and we don't have that type of empathy? Like, like you say, I didn't even see the bombing. Yeah, or any of that. Or, or you see a homeless person and you you don't feel a certain type of way. It's like, how did we get there? At what point did we get there? To where we can't feel the sorrows of another man. Yeah, I think um, I don't know, man. I mean, I, it's 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 kind of in our society, and if you look at our, you know, to Mike, uh, Mike made the point earlier about us being a, a, a of a capitalist um, uh, economy. Like when you think about capitalism, you think about greed, right? Mm-hmm. And greed, you know, forget my language, but I, I really. Can't think of other words to put it. Greed gives zero fucks about <laughs> somebody else, right? Man. Like, I mean, you watch. Uh, I don't. I'm sure y'all seen the movie The Big Short, right? We basically talked about the 08 uh, housing crash, mm. where um, you know you saw all these people lose their homes. You know what I'm saying? But but there was some people in 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 uh, in the stock market. You know, like at Goldman Sachs, where they <laughs> made bank. Off of of someone else's mistake. You know what I'm saying? Off of the unfortunate circumstances of someone losing their home. You know, these people capitalized on that, right? And so when you live in a society like that where you can capitalize off of someone else's misfortune, that that sort of starts to mess with your ego and your and your and your the ability to to process. Um, you know someone else's uh, situation, and, and and really have that empathy, um, mm-hmm. and just think like that's that's kind of how our society sort of built on, right? I mean, you look at those who are wealthy, those who are in power, um, and you think about the the income that they bring in, the revenue that they bring in, but then in, in comparison to those that work for them, yeah. I mean, bro, yeah. like whoever's running McDonald's, they don't care about you know, the, the mom who's, you know, single parent mom with three kids, that's at, you know, working behind the counter, you know, and she got to work night shift just to get the differential to make rent. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's like good, they, they that's don't, good. they don't care about that. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah. Um, and so when you live in that type of society, I think this is a byproduct of it, right? Empathy starts to slowly dissipate and you yeah. slowly start to move away from really caring about your brother or your sister that's next to you. Um, it's, it's, it's almost inevitable. And I, I mean, just to Mike's point, the only time we can come together and Mike, you literally took the words right out of my mouth is under a tragedy or some sort of oppression. Ooh, oppression. You know That's it. That's it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, yeah, and we, even then under oppression, mm-hmm. victim blaming will happen even with the oppression. Mm. Yeah. Facts. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Facts. man. You know, Facts. I mean, I think about the black community, you know what I'm saying? I mean, like, does it doesn't it kind of feel like black people from the sixties and seventies they were just a little bit closer knit, you know, um, in regards to like helping one another and taking care of each other, kids like you know, you know, it was like 
you didn't just have your mom or your dad, you know, watching you. You had the whole block watching you. You know what For I'm sure. saying? For or sure. Or like if, if something went down, if a hurricane came or a snowstorm came, you know, your, your your auntie or your cousin or your grandma, you know, which by the way, usually was like less than a five minute drive or or a couple of minutes walking down the block, you know, they would look out after you. They would take care of you. Absolutely. But, but now the our our community to me is sort of like, you know, hey, it's kind of everybody for themselves. You feel me? Like, you know, I, I was joking with my <laughs> wife about uh, the modern day grandparents. Modern day grandparents are hilarious to me. Yo, shout out <laughs> to anybody that's a, a, a baby boomer and they got grandkids. Man, you know, don't even start. <laughs> right, right. You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, I'm just keeping it 100, bro. Like, like I think about it and in my mind, I'm like, bro, I saw my grandparents like, if not every day, definitely every week. Like I stayed going over my grandma's house. I dare you to drop your kids off at your mama's house and watch what happened. Like, They'll be calling you the <laughs> next day to come get them, day. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? And and, and, and I guess, and don't get me wrong, like, you know, I understand where they're coming from, right? You know, they worked hard. They, they put in the time. Um, but and I, and I know I'm kind of beating around a bush and, and going off on the tangent. But nevertheless, yeah. the point I'm trying to prove is that society, because of our society and how it's structured, it's easily, it's easy to lose empathy. It's easy yeah. to forget where you came from. Like, Mike, you ever notice like we'll go through a, a, a tragedy or an oppression like 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 9-11, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. I mean you brought up 9-11. And like you said, for what? All of maybe mm. I'll even give it a month. It, for a solid month. It felt like a month. The entire yeah. yeah for an entire <laughs> month the country was on one accord, right? Mm-hmm. I'll give it to November. <laughs> to, September, to, 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 November. Yes. Right. <laughs> November yeah. was like cut point. Up oh, enough of that. Yep. And then let's go right back to, you know, being, you know, greedy and racist and all that good old stuff, you know, what what what, what the country's built on. Um and and that's what I noticed. Like, I mean, even and you know what's funny with COVID, you would have thought the same thing would have happened. But it Mm-mm. didn't. Mm-mm. It Mm-mm. didn't. And I don't Mm-mm. know if it was just the right, you know, seasoning or mix in the pot, but bro, like COVID happened that everybody like yeah. across the yeah. world and you would have thought that would have brought us all together across the world but for our country it was such a huge divide because of who was in office at the time and the direction that you know he chose to go about it not really letting people know what was going on right away and and and, and from there it caused the rift you know and and that's where we are right now like Unfortunately, COVID is political. It is. Um, yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and that's sad. It's sad that staying alive means that you have to choose a a side, of, you Come know, on. in regards to politics. Absolutely. You know, Absolutely. That, that should totally be separate. But unfortunately for us, it's not. At um, what point did lives become political? Exactly. <laughs> At what exactly. point? You know, like, like for real, like you say, bro, that's... If you would have looked at this 15 years ago, that it, it, that would have been mind blowing. It's like there's no way that that will happen. Right. That won't happen. If something like a pandemic like that happened, if something like swine flu happened, then we'll all put together, we'll figure it out, and we'll be good. Right. Right now, not the case. Actually, I would argue that we continue repeating historical cycles 
when we had the uh, the Spanish flu pandemic, it was the same thing. We had we had our different cool. classes of people. We had the people who co-signed. We had the people. Mm-hmm. We had the anti-vaxxers. We had the doubters. We had the extremists. We had we had all of that. We're literally repeating history. That's why the pandemic took so long to end, because there were a lot of people that are just like they are today. Um, I actually have a counterpoint to Keith's uh, question earlier. I did some research. He talked about the unity amongst uh, black people in the 60s and 50s. Remember, segregation officially ended in the 60s. So that puts us maybe two, three generations from segregation right now. Absolutely. So what that that means is there is a generation of people that were born after us who didn't have parents that had a lot of those experiences or weren't taught those experiences. So therefore, they come in it with a different mindset. And so and I think that's part of the fruit of what we're seeing. We're, we're, we're seeing this now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Bro, just the bottom shelf. It like, yeah, if some if, if I go to next door to my neighbor right now and be like, can I borrow a cup of sugar? Right. Can I borrow a cup of sugar? They'll look at me like I'm crazy. Right. Back then, if you went and bought go to your neighbor back then and ask to borrow a cup of sugar. They, Come on in here, baby. You need sugar. You need some some flour, right? You, you what what else you need, <laughs> right? And it was just that that community type feel. Yeah. Now you don't now like for real. One of the the neighbor on, on in his side, but the neighbor on my right, bro. I don't even know him. I don't know his name. Yeah. Don't no, know. Yeah. I know the one neighbor. on the left. But. That, that's right. That, that's honest. I was gonna say before you even get up to the house, the camera already picked you up. Then once you get a doorbell, the next camera already picked you up. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Go ahead, Keith. Yeah, no. I mean, no. To that point, man. I mean, you know, and, and to your point, Mike, you're right. Like, I mean, there, there's a generation that's coming up that, you know, they. You know, and you know what's funny when you as soon as you said that, I always you know jump to like I think about Israel leaving Egypt. Mm-hmm. And, mm. you know, and then having to wander, you know, the, the, the wilderness for 40 years and then looking at the kids come out. You know what I'm saying? And and if, if you follow, you know, Old Testament and you see, you know, the generations of Israel, they, they always come to that point where, like, whoever's living in that day, they done totally forgot about the struggle. And, and usually mm. they end up slipping and getting caught up and falling back into the trap. Right back there. Absolutely. Right. Going and right I, back. I, I kind of feel like that's what we're doing. Not, not. I, I ain't on no black Israelite type. Like, I, I, you know, don't get it twisted. You know, I, you, know, you marching I, you know, down the street in your purple, huh? Yeah, yeah nah, yeah, bro. But, uh, bro, let me tell you, the first time I saw him, I was like, oh, bro, they about to stroll, bro. These the cues. Right? Like, I was like, oh, man, they about to start hopping. And then he came up to me, hey, brother, can I talk to you for a second? I'm like, bro, like I didn't pledge, bro. Like, why are we, why, why you want to talk to me that? Like, right. you know, and, then, and then he had the pamphlet and he was like, you know, Jesus was black. And I'm like, he was probably a little dark, but I don't know if he was black, black, like, you know, and we had a whole discussion about it, you know, and I ain't gonna lie for like all the five minutes he had me convinced, but then I, I just kept thinking about it. I'm like, you know what? This ain't, this ain't worth me entertaining. Um, and I know I just went off on a tangent, but nevertheless. <laughs> no, man, it's hilarious. Because, bro, hey, when I first seen them, I'm like, whoa. I thought they was cute too. I'm right. 
<laughs> so there's cues to him. Like, man, it's a bunch of them, bro. Like, okay. Bet. Right. And you know, man, they got a they got a convincing argument. I ain't gonna lie. Like, if you if you didn't if you if you didn't read your Bible and you didn't and you wasn't up on it and you had just can't if these brothers was the first introduction in regards to a religion, <laughs> I'm more than confident that they could they could swing the masses. But uh, <laughs> You'll Thank be walking down the street in your purple, stumping and singing. And, and yep. I didn't know, man. I my, my thought process was a little more ignorant. I was like, who are these black guys in these Dragon Ball Z outfits? <laughs> Dragon Ball Z, bro. That's I, you a fool. I, tr- I truly didn't know. So I kept it to Piccolo myself. Game. Exactly. And Piccolo is black. You listen to his voice. We know he's black. You don't have to oh, tell Piccolo me. Piccolo is definitely a nigga. Pic- he, he is. So. Like, hands down, man. <laughs> oh man! You know, no, even as a kid man, going up the cartoons, you never had to tell us who the black characters were. You know, like in in, in, nah. in Thundercats, it was Panthro. We knew Panthro was black. Day. They didn't have to tell All us Panthro was black. I knew that. Right, right. You know, I was, yeah. o- only one that got me <laughs> is I always assumed that like uh, Snake Eyes and GI Joe was black, just because he wore black and he didn't say much. So I always thought he was black. Mm. But you know the movie confirmed he's not. But anyway, it was it was fun to think that. Yeah, it was. <laughs> it was. But y'all brothers are hilarious. Hey, so, I mean we, we we immediately went to something retarded. Right. Like, <laughs> immediately know. went to the foolish. <laughs> right. Seriously, man. Like Fifty minutes of talking serious. Yeah. You knew the podcast was gonna get off the rails at some point. We kept it together oh, the whole episode for fifty-seven minutes. We've been like, oh yeah, faith and family, and you know what? Uh, have to have some foolishness. Thank y'all. Gotta have. Thank y'all for still yeah. listening. I, I appreciate that. I really, really oh, do. Man. We we love it for real. Um, That's huge, bro. <laughs> shout out to David oh, for wearing a Buck shirt. I didn't even know you messed with the Bucks like that, David. Hey, oh, go Bucks, man. bro. Bro, I'm, come, on. bro come on. It's all yeah, about Tampa bro. Bay. Bay. Diehard Tampa fan. Only one that's living in Texas. I already know it because they look at me like I'm crazy when I go on the street. Man, and my um, wife is bigger than me with it, bro. My wife is the, like like you, Keith. She way back with the orange joints. Like, oh, hey. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I'm a, I, I was a you know, SAP fan. So it's like, hey, Miami, you go to Bucks. Okay, bet. <laughs> yeah. yeah, bro. Back so, when the U was like really rocking. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. For real. Like then you, you used to be Florida, a fan for of real. Or are you still you still a fan? I never stopped. Okay, <laughs> okay. See, man. Okay, bro. Like you know, I we don't bro, we barely talk about sports, bro. Um, and I, I know we you know we already hour in, so I ain't about to jump into the hard, but. <laughs> You know, we we ought we ought to consider uh, bringing up some sports topics, man. Man, I'm gonna tell you, I'm gonna be honest with y'all, bro. I don't hardly watch sports no more. I, really? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I don't. Um, man, one of my mentors, he said something to me that that stuck out. Um, he said to, he was like, "Hey, look, I'm gonna watch a bunch of millionaires play a game, mm-hmm. and a bunch of billionaires are paying them. And how much money am I making sitting on this couch watching them?" Nada. That's true. <laughs> he told me that. I'm like, ooh, okay, bet. Like, yeah. so you gonna waste your time? Or what are we gonna do? No problem. <laughs> that that's yeah. that's an interesting no problem. I never thought of it that way. Yeah, yeah, that's how he how he dropped it. And I was like, you know what? He's like, I used to be the biggest, biggest, you know, um, he used to rock with the U and um he used to be um, a Giants fan. 
He's like, I still got a whole Giants room in there. He's like, but, you know, now I, I, making sure that I spend my time wisely. And I was like, yo, that, that makes sense. That makes sense. So now, you know. I can see. I, I understand that. And I definitely, you know, like if you want to sit and be like, all right. So like back in the day, you know, bro, we would get out of church. Matter of fact, sometimes, Lord, forgive me, we would leave early because altar call take three hours in Koji. <laughs> right. Um, just to make it home by one o'clock to watch the game. And we would literally watch football from like one o'clock all the way to like nine, 10 o'clock at night. <laughs> yeah. And so that was probably a, a bit unhealthy. Um, but, you know, to, to indulge in your favorite sports team once a week, I, I, I don't think that's, you know, necessarily not spending your time wisely. I mean, you know, you still got to live life. You still got to enjoy life. So, you know, but to, 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 to his point, yeah, you don't want to be so consumed in it to where, like, it ruins your day. And, and that's pretty much where I'm at right now because if the Bucks <laughs> lose – Lord forgive me, my day is fucked up. Like I'm, I'm messed up from the flow up, bro. Like, like especially when Brady hey. throwing picks, bro. I'll be like, listen, yeah. man, you know, don't, don't <laughs> sit your ass down. You know, we ain't got time for this. I'm trying to win a Super Bowl. <laughs> we need another ring in this. We need another ring, that, you know. So, but uh, oh my yeah, god, I let it go. On but now. no, I, you know, uh, to be honest, man, I have been sitting in, in, in because my wife, she loves it. She, she really does. Um, that's become a time where we we cool out, you know, and and that makes that makes you know that's that's our quality time. We sitting there kicking the fat, um, going back and forth, talking junk, um, and you know that's relationship building. So you know, right. And at, at any any other time, you know, I'm I'm more in here trying to do some some something in the studio or look playing with a gun or something. Um, yep. but just stopping to take that time, you know, especially. To cool out with her, um, it's super important, man. You know, so I ain't gonna lie to y'all, man. Over the past probably eight years or so, the uh, the NBA has really been a part of my ministry. Like, it's it's something about being in a climate controlled arena where you have quick access to food in the restroom, and mm-hmm. you have nonstop entertainment during all the commercial breaks and timeouts. Like it, it just hit different for me. You go into a basketball <laughs> game at one o'clock in the afternoon and it's a thousand degrees, but you're still cool. So what? You got to walk a little Good. bit after the game. That's fine. Versus, let me tell you, I, I'm going to tell a quick story. I only like two colors versus I basically only wear black and red. That's, I wear it all the time. I'm wearing it right now. And um, I actually ended up, I went to the, to the, the university of South Carolina and those are the two colors I wore anyway before I went there. What really, what really changed me is I would go to a lot of the football games and bake in the sun. Anyway, one day vividly they told me, I said, I probably shouldn't do this no more. It was the hottest day of the year. It was a football game. You know it's hot because it's the game where we have a football game, a home football game, and a state fair at the same time. That game is always hot. It's always super hot. I promise you, because I was like 18, 19 at the time, I didn't want to pay to park. And I walk like three miles to the stadium. I don't know if it was really three miles, but you know, when you're young and cheap and you're not going to pay to park, you'll figure it out. I would have wrote that check every day. So I did it. I promise you. Uh, I walked about, I don't know how many miles it was at the time, but I was young. I was like, I'm not paying five bucks to park. 
And I'm like, bro, only over $5, man, five. I had two jobs at the time. I could afford it, but nope, it was principal. So that's another topic one day. When when does uh, the statement, it's the principal ever turn out in a good way? You know what I mean? Never. <laughs> it's you, always, never. whenever you hit somebody with, man, you know, he was the principal. It's like, it's never a good thing. So anyway, I promise you, I walked to the stadium and then, you know, because I'm cheap, I was like, I'm not buying nothing to drink. I'm not paying $5 for a drink. Not going to do it. So I'm like, okay, that was another dumb mistake. Bro, don't tell me you passed out. I did not pass out because I was young and spry, <laughs> sir. Then after the game, walked back to the car, didn't get nothing to drink, and then drove and finally stopped to get something to drink. Man, I promise you I was sweating for like four hours after that. After <laughs> It was a shame, but that day changed me for the rest of my life. And I said, moving forward, when I finally get some kind of means, I will try my best only to go to night games or games that are not in August and September. <laughs> nah, bro. And I don't. Hey, yo, I commend anybody that listens to this podcast, especially at this point, because now we really, really just, you know, <laughs> off on a tangent. We'll probably cut this. Um, I would say we'll cut this part off, but the truth is we won't. Yeah, <laughs> no, we're going to leave it in. But the podcast is actually yeah, officially right. ended after Keith said all that good, serious stuff. So if you're listening now, it's because you want to, and we thank you. But you don't have to listen. <laughs> yep. now. You, you, you can hit stop, but if you want to keep going, go for it, because we just, we just talking. No, you're right. You're right. And matter of fact, I'm about to wrap it up. Yo, hey, thank you again, y'all, for listening to us, uh, for, you know, just being part of this experience, man. I mean, this is something that's definitely was new to me. Um, I'm glad I, I got asked to be a part of this. Uh, Mike and David, again, thank y'all for uh, bringing me into this and, and you know, obviously tuning in and, 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 and contributing every every uh, recording that we do. And, um, you know, shout out to our listeners, man, to our followers for, for sticking around this far you know uh, up to episode seven um we gonna we gonna we gonna try to keep it rolling man we're we gonna try to keep doing this you know at least till uh, we get that nice email that we getting shut down you know uh, <laughs> until then man we gonna we gonna we gonna keep the ball rolling man so again man hey hit us up on, fo- uh, on social media oh what's up mike hey i was gonna say since since we finally got to that point if if you like the show can you can you tell somebody you know a friend Loved one, post on the socials, shout us out. Man. You know, we kind of want to grow now. You know, I, I'm not going to lie. I <laughs> I still haven't posted on my own pages, just that's, to be honest, because I didn't know how this was going to go. So I think now that we've hit that magic number seven, you know, we're ready to, yeah. ready to rock. Hey, yeah, now it's like run. If y'all ever wonder what the B and Keith B stands for, it's Brady. Keith Brady. You can find him on the socials. David's last name is Rambo. So look up David <laughs> Rambo and Keith Brady, and you'll find us. <laughs> the total foolery. That just sound fake. Um, I ain't even going to go into detail about that. <laughs> Yo, once foolery. again, if you want to hit us up on our social media, man, we got a Facebook page at FYF Pod. Uh, we also have our Gmail uh, account that you can hit us up at FYFPod at gmail.com. And once again, man, we actually do have a phone number. Um, and to be honest, Mike, I probably need to get the password. Well, actually, I think I set it up. So, yeah, I need to actually check the voicemail <laughs> to see if people have been leaving us messages. But nevertheless, man, hit us up at 407 243 
8449. Um, I promise I'm going to actually log in and, and check it. Um, we'll check it. I'm going I'm to check it, I promise, uh, this time. Yeah, I bet. Oh, so, hey, man, appreciate y'all uh, being here. Uh, listeners, thank you so much for tuning in. And God bless and um, enjoy the rest of your week. All right, take care. Y'all be blessed out there.